Welcome to Annersbrook Church. We hope this message empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at annersbrook.co.nz for a service near you. myself first. My name's Shannon, and along with my wife, Danielle, uh, we're the location pastors here at Annersbrook in the Nelson City Centre. Uh, Annersbrook is uh, it's one church in many locations. So uh, throughout New Zealand, we've got friends in Wellington and your know, friends out in Saxon gathering today, worshipping God at the same time we are. But uh, we might be one church in many locations, but we're just a small limb that is in the body of Christ. So even today, we're just like, you know, anyone that's standing and helping people find God, helping people find Jesus, we're like, we champion you. And we're so glad that you're creating rooms for that. And look, we've been in such an exciting season recently. Uh, What a journey, a few weeks at the Rutherford uh, that was a fantastic space. And then we get to come back to this amazing venue. Last week we had Kickstart, which was an incredible experience. House parties right across the city. And uh, it's just been such a wonderful time. So this morning I've got some thoughts I wanna share on this topic of revival. We're gonna start a new mini theme called There Is More <laughs> this morning. And so I'm so excited about it. Do you believe that? This morning, there is more. Do you believe that? Because I gotta let you know I believe that, not just in my own life, but for you and uh, your family and your friends. But this morning, I wanna do something a little bit different. Before we turn to the Word of God, I want us to hear about the work of God. And I wanna invite one of my friends up this morning who's just gonna come and share a quick testimony about some of the powerful things that she's seen God do in her life recently. And my hope is really this morning as we hear her story, uh, we would be encouraged and that would be the seed of faith that we need to believe that God can actually do that in our lives. So would you put your hands together as uh, we welcome Shingai uh, to quickly come up to the stage. And uh, Shingai's amazing. Shingai is one of our incredible connect group leaders with her husband, Edward. Uh, she's also part of the amazing dream team that make this place ready for us on a Sunday. But Shingai, God's obviously been doing some cool things in your world recently. And so I wonder if you'd just take a quick moment just to share that with us all to encourage us. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, it's so high here. <laughs> oh, I love God. I so love him. He's so faithful. And his messes are new every morning. Um, believe you me, I, I received Christ when I was only 12. And I've seen God move in my life over and over and over and over again. And I've never departed because I've seen the real God at work in my life. And he is still in my 50s. He is still working. And um, two weeks ago, like Shannon said, uh, I'm a connect group leader and I'm in two connect groups. Two weeks ago, I went to one of my connect groups, which the amazing Paul and Karen lead. I I was at home sick, working from home. And when I was preparing to go to connect, I just had this sharp pain in my back. I couldn't move. I just couldn't move my upper body. And I thought, oh, do I go? Do I not go? How am I going to drive to Paul and Karen's house? 
So I just sat there and I thought, nah, devil, you are a liar. I am going. However I am going, I am going. So I just prepped in so much pain, walked to my car like a statue, just got in my car and drove. And the amazing thing was the discussion that we had there. And after the, the discussion, I was prayed for. And you know what? I was healed. Got home, I could do anything and everything. And such is the power of God. Sometimes the devil will just put small things in your way and you give up and you say, oh, well, you have all sorts of excuses, but there is more beyond the roadblock, beyond the obstacle. Sometimes it just needs us to just push through the obstacle. There is hope and there's light at the end of the tunnel. And then came Kickstart. We had all prepared for Kickstart with our connect group and the devil, like he does, he puts obstacles. But God has a purpose for everything. Um, our connect group members had things happen in their lives so they couldn't come to the house party. But it was not all doom and gloom. When I heard that nobody was coming, we decided to call people. So called people from my workplace and some friends. And glory to God, they came. And it was just an overnight call and they came. Four people came, two from my workplace and a, a Zimbabwean couple who are our friends. And so we watched Kickstart together. And when Graham said, uh, if you're on Facebook, share the link. I shared with one of my friends who I worked with here for a year. I invited her to church every Sunday and she never wanted to come. But when I shared the link, she watched it and she gave her life to Christ, wow. which is amazing. And she's now looking for a church in Christchurch. So gave her some links. The Zimbabwean couple gave their lives to Christ too in that session, which is amazing. So, you know, it reminded me of second, uh, is it first Corinthians 3, 6, which says, we plant Apollos waters and God gives the growth. So it's, all we need to do is plant, invite people, share our story, talk about what God is doing in our lives. And when they hear the word, when the word is preached, when the Holy Spirit ministers to them, that's the watering and it's God who does the rest. So you never know, I've, over my life, I've shared my story with people and nothing happens. You meet with somebody years down the line and they say, you know what you said that day? It's God who does the rest. All we need to do is share our story, plant the seed, invite them, and God does the rest. So he is so faithful. Awesome. Thank you so much, Shingai.
Does that encourage you this morning? You feeling encouraged? Oh my word, I know I certainly do. And I love that because it reminds us that the power is not actually in this building, the power's in our God. I love that even as we're hanging out in homes, the Holy Spirit was in every single one of those homes. Like one house party, three people received the salvation of Christ. Wow, come on. If you've ever wondered, okay, sweet Shannon, we're talking about revival. When's this revival coming? Oh, it's here. It started last week. I don't know if you missed it, but it was a fantastic time. And I wanna talk about and continue this theme this morning of there is more. And I, I wanna take the approach this morning uh, of just sharing, I guess, some of the little God kernels I feel that God's been like dropping into my heart over the last couple of weeks. Things that have been a real encouragement to me in the hope that this morning they would be an encouragement to you. I've got a neighbour and he, he's one of these guys who has a metal detector. And so he, that's what he likes to do in his spare time. He takes this out and he's, uh, he's always looking for treasure in places, you know, where there's treasure. <laughs> and so whenever I see him, you know, I might be driving up the uh, driveway and he's collecting his trash or maybe he's getting his mail or, you know, maybe he's popped around to the house to get something. I'm, I'm always like, Mate, hey, what have you found recently? And uh, it's pretty remarkable. He, he goes around and he finds all these things. He finds like money. He said the other day they went into a field and in an hour they found $40 just of New Zealand money. Like, like that, anywhere from surface level to that deep in the ground. So they go a little trowel and dig it up. And uh, he's found coins and that, you know, silver coins from back when New Zealand had its very first currency. Um, you know, he's found gold rings, diamond rings. And so I, I say that to say this, like the things I want to share this morning, they're kind of like the little God treasures I feel like I've been collecting over the last few weeks. And uh, they've been a great encouragement and a source of life to me. And my hope is that they would be an encouragement and a source of life to you. I don't know how God speaks to you. Uh, it's my belief that God actually wants to speak to all of us. But one thing I've discovered is that God has uh, wired us uniquely and differently. And so as many people as there are in the room, there are different ways that God reveals His truths and His character to us and the plans that He has for us. And so I often pray, I say, God, I know this. I know that you can speak to me at any time. God, I know that you can speak to me in any way. My one ask is this, is that when you do speak, it would be so clear, I can't doubt the fact that heaven has spoken into my life. And uh, a few weeks ago, I really felt like I had the verse, uh, Isaiah, I believe it's 40, chapter 40, verses 33. Um, actually, let's bring it up here, because I might've got that wrong. Yeah, Isaiah 40, verses 31. This verse, it, was, it sort of dropped into my spirit, I feel, says this, it says, those that rest in the Lord, now, depending on what translation you look at, that word rest, they, they kind of change it out from time. Words like hope in the Lord, those who place their trust, those who wait, those who look to in the Lord. They're all trying to communicate this theme of those that fix their gaze, their attention, their time on the Lord. What happens? Oh, they will renew their strength. They will rise, they'll be lifted on wings like eagles. They will run and they won't grow weary they shall walk and not grow faint. I really felt God was speaking to me about this verse. And that very day, within a 24-hour window, I get this message. Beep, beep. <laughs> and it's from one of my friends. He doesn't even live in the city. He lives in the country. He's the kind of person that I probably uh, text once or twice in the year, maybe a phone call once in the year. 
And uh, you won't believe it. He just said, hey, I gotta let you know I'm praying for you today and I'm believing that this will be a season where you see new strength, a season of soaring. And then he had this verse and I was like, oh my goodness. All right, God, I thought you were speaking, but now I'm so certain that you're speaking. And I love that because I think as we come into this moment, as we start to talk and explore this theme of revival, I've got to encourage you this morning. Revival is not something you do for God. Revival is something God does in us. You know, I don't know what thoughts uh, you conjure up when you think of this idea of revival. I know that when I first hear it, I start to think of revivals that have happened throughout history, moments in time where God has stepped into communities and there's just been such like an incredible sense and move of God that explodes and it literally cannot be hidden or cannot like, you know, everyone just knows what's going on. I think, I think of people that God has used so mightily and powerfully. I think of people like Smith Wigglesworth. <laughs> you know, people I've read about in history, people that walk into rooms and, and they've got such a connection with God that the presence seems to come. I, I remember one story that I've read about him. He, he'd be in a room and he'd just be waiting on God and the presence of God would get so heavy and so thick that one by one people would start to leave because they couldn't handle just how much of God's presence was in the room. I read this story once about a person who, like, they, they made it their challenge to try and stay in the room till uh, Smith Wigglesworth left. I, I, but they couldn't do it. The, the presence of God got so much in that room that they were like, I have to get out of this, which is a crazy thought. Uh, it reminds me of a time when I got a, a shoulder surgery. Uh, I thought, you know what? I'm gonna try and fight the, th the drug that puts me to sleep. <laughs> I was like, you know, I got this. Hey, they're gonna inject me. I'm gonna stay awake. And so I'm like, I don't even know how you try and stay awake, but it's like. <laughs> and about a minute later, I turn to the nurse and I say, hey, nurse, uh, when's the drug gonna kick in? Like, we, how long does this take till I fall asleep? She's like, what are you talking about? You've just woken up. Your shoulder's fixed. <laughs> but you know, like, you know, you're trying to like stay in a state, but this, this state just overwhelms you. I think of people like uh, John G. Lake. He was a guy who God used and he had a, an incredible healing ministry. In fact, that at the time when he was alive, I've read that his city was named the healthiest city on earth. Literally, they would get microscopes and they would put his hand under the microscope and drop diseases and bugs on his hands and they would watch these diseases wither and die because he carried such an anointing of God in the area of healing. Like God uses people. I think of moments where, where massive community outbreaks are happening. You, you hear about them, they get names like the Welsh Revival. Um, one that I've, I heard about and read about was the Azusa Street Revival. And uh, the Azusa Street Revival broke out in the early 1900s. It was a move of God uh, that lasted for over a decade. It was only a small group of people. In terms of the place where it broke out, the group that uh, had started there and the group at the end never grew beyond 50 or 60 people. And I love that because when I look around in the room today, I don't see the biggest crowd I've ever been in, but I know that it's not about the size of the crowd. It's always been about the size of our God. And I know this, I know that God can use us as He revives us. He can actually use us to bring His reviving desire into the communities of the world that we live. But here's the thing. 
Azusa Street Revival was in California, in LA. And uh, crazy, people would come from all around the place. They reckon hundreds of thousands of people traveled to see and experience what they'd heard of the move of God in this space. I was in LA a few years ago, quite a few years ago, and I was with some friends. We thought, hey, let's go and see if we can find Azusa Street. <laughs> like, how cool would that? We've heard the stories of what God's done. Let's jump in the car. Let's go and see if we can find this location of revival. So we hop in the car. It's late at night. We're driving around. And uh, it was real, real hard to find. <laughs> we drove for ages. And finally, we found this place. And you know what? It was so underwhelming. <laughs> because all there is is just a street sign and a small plaque that says, this was the location of the Azusa Street Revivals, 1906 to a decade later. And I just had this thought. You know, it's amazing. We look at heroes of the faith. You know, and we see and we hear these stories and there's something inside of us that's like, yes. You know, like God, if you can use them in this way, would you use us in this way? But here's the thing. You know what? At that plaque, there wasn't even an angel standing there waiting for me to give me a participation award. It was just a dead empty street. And as I was reflecting on this, I just had the thought, you know what? When we're talking about revival, it's so important we don't just look back a few centuries uh, to works of God that He's done in the past. When we're talking about revival, we always have to look back further to the origin of revival. When we start talking about the life that God is wanting to bring in and through us, it's so important that we always look back to the cross of Jesus Christ because it's what He accomplished at the cross on our behalf that is the source of life that we can experience today. We're not looking back to some moves of God. We look to the God that moves. Revival is not something we do for God. Revival is something God does in us. Revival is God's responsibility. Our responsibility is that we position ourselves in the light and on the lane. You know, Jesus said, I am the light. He said, I am the lane. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so today, as we head into this year and we continue to position ourselves in Him, you know, as we veer too far on one side, we find like the ditch of unrighteousness. If we, you know, veer too side, over the, you know, we can find the, maybe the ditch of self-righteousness. But as we meander down this road, it's our goal to actually not worry about what's in the margins, but we position ourselves and say, God, we wanna walk down your lane. God, we wanna hear your voice over all the voices that we hear in this world. God, we wanna know your agenda. God, we wanna know what your definition of success looks like. God, help our heart beat like your heart beats. I recently joined the e-bike club. <laughs> who said, oh no, who actually was that? You. <laughs> nah. I know I'm teasing. This is, um, this is literally what I've written under e-bike story. There's a lot of haters out there. <laughs> it's so true, right? Like, it's, um, it's funny. Oh, that's cheating. And you've got to know Andy. Andy, like, Andy's a bike wizard. Like, I think last time we talked about this, he once biked to Christchurch, like, in 24 hours. You know, he, he, he's a, and that's on an analog, like, a full-on acoustic bicycle. <laughs> like, it's not plugged into the amp. He's, uh, his legs. 
man is on a single speed. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that makes no sense. You know, people say, oh, that's cheating. <laughs> I don't think it is cheating because this is what I've discovered. I've discovered that you still have to put a bit of effort in. You just get further, faster. In fact, I've discovered this. It gives you confidence to actually start exploring places you would have never ventured into if you had to try and get there in your own strength. I, I, to be honest, I've been having some of my most profound spiritual experiences on my e-bike. <laughs> because here's the thing. Like, in these moments, as I feel like real connected and grounded to who God is and what he's trying to speak to me, and I'm just like, far out. This bike is like the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Seriously. The Holy Spirit is supposed to like empower us. You know, he, he's, he's inviting us, saying, hey, you gotta, you gotta jump off your old rusty analog. Yes, you get a participation award. Thanks for trying, but why don't you come and join me and where I'm going. I, I honestly believe that God can take us further and faster than we can get in our own strength. I truly believe that when we find ourselves resting on the Lord, there's something that actually comes where we start to gain a holy confidence that makes us believe God could use us in a way far beyond anything we'd ever try to accomplish in our own strength. And um, I think that's a beautiful thing. It's time to get off your rusty analog and let the Holy Spirit speak to you and show you where he really wants to take you. I was coming back from a bike ride and on my Holy Spirit bike. <laughs> um, and there's the thing, like seriously, I, I've actually got quite cocky on it a few times and it's led to like, oop, that's like maybe the boundaries of this bike. The analogy finishes there, there's no boundaries to our God. But it was getting dark, visibility was well below uh, light, and I'm coming down this path that's like alongside the road. I'm not too far home. I look up and I'm like, there's something on the road. I'm like, what is it? It's too dark to see. And as I get closer, it's literally six or seven, like massive deer, like real like majestic looking like deer. <laughs> and they didn't really see me uh, they didn't see me for quite a while after I'd seen them. Um, and then they look up, they see me, and they just take off. They run across the path, run across the road, and without stopping or slowing down, they leap the fence and run off into the distance like there was no fence. A few seconds later, there was literally no trace that there'd ever been deer right in front of me. And I had this thought as they jumped the fence, like there was no fence. It was, you know, a barrier that doesn't keep things in, out, um, things in or out. It's not even a barrier. And I just felt this morning that we need to know that any wall or barrier that we believe exists between ourselves and God's spirit is nothing but a figment of our imagination. It doesn't exist. God's not putting it there. In Matthew 27, verses 51, there's this 
account of what happened when Jesus hung on the cross. And uh, you've got to understand when we talk about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit wasn't always so readily available to everyone. In fact, before Christ, they had the temple. And inside the temple, there were different places where different people could go. And in the very center was like the, the inner sanctuary, the Holy of Holies, that was surrounded by this curtain. And that was the place in which the Holy Spirit resided. And only the high priest could go in to this place. And not even every day would they go in. Only from time to time they would go into this place. And they would stand in the presence of God on behalf of God's people. But here's the thing. When Jesus hung on the cross, when he paid the price so that our union could be restored with our creator, let me read. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth shook and the rocks were split. I love that. It was torn from top to bottom. That speaks of it was God doing the tearing, not man doing the tearing. And in that moment, we entered a new era, era in Christ where he gave us the gift of his spirit. I reckon too many Christians are running a sewing, high, a, a sewing side hustle, <laughs> you know? Picking up your needle and thread, thread woven out of fear and insecurity, disappointments, failures, a, a sense of broken self, you know, trying to sew the curtain back up. You gotta put down the needle and thread, okay? It's not yours to repair, you just gotta let that curtain be broken and actually be okay with the fact that God wants to inhabit every part of your being. I don't know if you've ever played a game of poker. I haven't, because I'm a Christian. <laughs> Maybe you've heard this quote. You know, it's not the cards you're dealt in life, it's how you play your hand. Sounds good, but it's not a kingdom truth. God invites you to come sit at his table. When he does, he takes the cards that have been dealt, discards them, deals you a new hand from his hand. He takes the ace of unrighteousness, discards it, and he deals a new card, the ace of salvation, the ace of restored union with God, our spirit restored to his spirit through faith in the finished work of Christ. The old is gone, the new has come. He takes the king of broken or misplaced identity and he discards it. He deals you a new card. It's this card. It's, I adopt you into my family. Whatever anyone's called you, Whatever you label yourself in your own mind, when no one's listening, he says it's not true. You're my son. You're my daughter. He takes the queen of hopelessness and he discards it, deals you a new card of eternal hope. Takes the jack of confusion and he discards it and he deals a new card of spiritual clarity, infused, empowered and propelled by the Holy Spirit. This is what I know to be true in my own life. 
The easiest way to win a game is to cheat at a game. <laughs> you can't cheat. <laughs> you just, you can't cheat on this game, people. You can't. God knows us all. You see those little, mo- those little movie slides where, you know, they've, they've got a card hiding up their sleeve. What card have you tried to hide up your sleeve? You know, that little card that's like, oh, that card of disappointment. That time you thought God was going to do one thing, but he didn't. He's like, he, he's saying this morning, he's like, oi, that's not how the game works. Give that here. He wants to take it this morning. He wants to deal you another card. I know this morning, every single one of us are holding on to cards. <laughs> cards that we think we need in the hand to make sense of the game that we think's ahead of us. But I gotta let you know, you don't need them. They're not doing you any good. I gotta let you know, revival is not something we do for God. Revival is something God is wanting to start and continue doing in your heart. And this morning, what I love to do is because here's the thing. It says in Matthew chapter five, verse six, it says, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, righteousness they will be filled. And uh, I love that. One, one translation says they will be satisfied. And uh, I reckon this morning, we should just create a moment where we can let God know how hungry and thirsty we are to let him take our cards, discard them so that he can deal us a new hand a hand that we know can empower us into every good work that he has planned for us. Believing that actually in this hand, it's not about us just winning the pot, but there's a pot that we can take from the kingdom that will bring life and love and hope to the community and the world around us. And um, I gotta let you know, sometimes when I think about my own personal hunger for God, I get, I'm just like, oh, Shannon, oh, you know, Shannon, you could be so much more spiritual. <laughs> but here's the thing, if, if you're that kind of person, I gotta like, let you off the hook. I'm probably the least spiritual person in the house, <laughs> except I'm not, because it's never been about that. Look, he just takes that card. That card that says, sense of inadequacy. <laughs> he discards it. <laughs> oh, Shannon, I'm only a new baby Christian. <laughs> discards it full adopted son and daughter. <laughs> Tell you what, Rosie was family the day she was born. Doesn't matter what you think. You come at me. You can even shout things out. Yeah, but what about the card of? Let's discard it this morning. And then you just say, Holy Spirit, come. Why don't you stand with me this morning? Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, we trust you. Holy Spirit, we believe you. God, we pray that this morning in this moment, you'd help us let go of cards that we've tried to hang on to. And that God, like never before, we would trust you in a way. So when you accept us, the cards of truth, our identity and our future would be forged by those and nothing else. This morning, what I'd like to do is just take a moment to pray for anyone who feels like they would like some prayer for anything you're facing in your life. Maybe you're here and you don't know what it is to actually feel like you've been connected with God through faith in Christ. Man, friend, this morning we wanna pray with you. Maybe there's some stuff in your world that you're struggling with to let go. Let me encourage this morning. Let us pray for you that you would know what it is to have the strength through the power of the Spirit to let it go. So I'm gonna hand over to the band this morning and they're gonna lead us in the song together. And during the song, the front is just gonna be open. We're gonna create an opportunity 
where we can stand together and welcome God's Holy Spirit into our worlds and into our lives, believing that when we leave these doors today, we leave changed, empowered, revived people. So let me pray for us and I hand over to the band and uh, we'll go from there. God, we thank you so much. God, I pray this morning you would reveal to us what it is that we're holding on to, that you would be able to discard it and give us your life. God, it's our desire this morning not to just come to experience a good church program. Our desire, the very depth and the core of our heart was to encounter you afresh in the life that you breathe out. This morning we come, we just position ourselves in your stream, the stream of life, the stream of living water, believing that anything we need can be found in you. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you wanna pour out every good gift. And we thank you for that. In the name of Jesus, amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what your next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. Email us at info at or visit our website, annasbrook.co.nz.